0: Hello, I'm Helen from Johnson & and today I'm very, very excited to be sharing Kate Maxwell's debut, Hush, a novel on motherhood, female relationships, career, relationships in general, really, love, and the difference between what you hope your life is going to look like and what it actually turns out to be in your 30s, in your late 30s. Hush is set between London and New York. London is the present thread and there are some flashbacks into Stevie's past in New York. Stevie is a um, highly skilled, highly successful woman who has really built herself. Um, she has come out of her shell living in a farm um, outside of London to actually follow her much older sister's footsteps and go to New York um, when she was in her late 20s. Over there, she's managed to create this fantastic um, venture um, employed by a man called Lex who has this vision of um, Home Run, a place where you can work and play, a kind of social club, working club. Um, and she's really rise through the ranks and become the co-director of this venture. Um, and nearing her late 30s, she decided to have a child. And as we see through all her flashbacks, her love life hasn't necessarily been easy. She struggles to um, actually form bonds that actually last. She maybe is scared of intimacy. She falls for the wrong guys. Anyway, she just decides that she's going to have this baby on her own. And she goes for a sperm donor. But she also decides that you know what, N- New York, no one really raises a kid in New York. She's going to come back to London, to her roots, to have that child. And and that's great because um, Lex needs to create um, a new arm for the Home Run Venture in London. So she's going to go there and she's going to be the head of the London Venture and she's going to take a short maternity leave and then she's going to have a nanny and come back to this brilliant life and everything is going to be exactly how she thought, and it's exactly what she's always, always wanted, and she will feel fulfilled. Obviously, it's not exactly as, as it happens. When the book opens, she's just had the baby. He's called Hash Ash. Um, she was sure he was going to be a girl, so it's kind of started on the wrong foot. But also, the reality of it is so different. It's not what she expected, and... I mean, she doesn't know if it's postnatal depression or or if it's just her, but it's not what she wanted. Maybe she really struggles to bond with the child and she, she's not sure that she made the right choice, maybe. So there is this huge taboo, actually, about... Um, motherhood like mother is not necessarily bonding with the child immediately and this really genuine view of motherhood all through the books um, as she goes through the days and nights uh, the repetitive reality of what it is to have a newborn at home on your own and she longs for that life that she's left behind um, and starts to wonder if she'll ever be able to come back to it um, and it's brilliantly put together um, it feels very um, very deep very strong in terms of emotions um, very relatable um, it's it really is um, a novel that speaks from the heart and that should really appeal to um, reading groups and upmarket market commercial kind of Kind of literalists but actually before i say anything else i'm gonna leave you with kate herself um, as she would like to tell you a couple of words about hush
1: how she sees it and how she came up with the idea hello i'm kate maxwell and i wanted to tell you a bit about my novel hush hush is about the conflicts and compromises of early motherhood and the impact our upbringings have on the mothers we become The idea for the novel came from conversations I had with female friends when we were living and working in New York in our 30s. I was an editor at Condé Nast Traveller and then at a travel startup. We were single and thinking about whether or not we wanted to have children on our own and if so, how we'd go about it. I thought it would be interesting to create a character, Stevie, who decides to have a baby using a sperm donor and IVF but is completely unprepared for the psychological impact that stepping out of a fulfilling career and into motherhood has on her. Isolated from the rest of the world and from her former life, she finds herself unable to bond with her child. I think the idea that a woman might not fall in love with her baby the moment she sets eyes on it and find herself actually regretting the decision she's made is one of the ultimate taboos, accentuated in Stevie's case by the fact she used IVF to conceive her baby. I wanted to explore that, along with the expectation that women move seamlessly from one phase of life to a completely different one when they have children. Stevie moves back to London from New York before she embarks upon IVF. Setting the novel between the cities, the cacophonous streets and avenues, glamorous penthouses and rooftops of Manhattan, the party houses and beaches of Long Island, and a small flat in a neighbourhood of identikit Victorian terraces, miles from the centre of London, allowed me to emphasise the contrast between Stevie's two lives. Another theme of the novel is belonging. I wanted to write about the tribes and clubs within clubs that we want to be part of and we move between, Which is why Stevie works at Home Run, a co-working members club, a sort of so-her-house-meets-we-work. The discrimination so many women face at work when they have babies is something I've experienced myself and I feel isn't written about enough. It was important for me that that was part of Stevie's experience too. I'm also interested in the indelible mark our own upbringings and family dynamics have on our lives. In Stevie's case, though she doesn't know it, one of the reasons she finds relationships so hard is because of her start in life. And that's the secret that's revealed right at the end of the novel. I started writing Hush on a Faber Academy course in late 2017 and was delighted when it was shortlisted, very much unfinished, for the Bridport Prizes Novel Award a year later. I'm a journalist and editor. I've spent much of my career in magazines, And I now work as a content director at Facebook in London, where I live with my husband, teenage stepson and two children aged five and three. Thank you very much indeed for taking the time to read Hush. I really hope you enjoy it. So personally, all these themes means that
0: I've loved Hush. You open the first page and you can't wait to dive in. You're just taken in immediately. I think it encapsulates so perfectly what it means to be young and newly arrived in a city where everything is possible and to long for that life once once more reasonable or mature paths have been chosen. Um, it asks the question of how well we know ourselves if what we think we want is truly what we need and how much of our past defines us. Um, there are beautiful family relationships in there. Stevie has quite a strained relationship with her father and and a, a very loving, but not quite there, relationship with her mother and sister. And all of that actually feeds the dynamic of her own adulthood. To be honest, myself having moved from France to London, it really took me back on that journey, as Stevie would say from the adrenaline of my first years in London to the very deep isolation of newborn days. Um, and I'm really sure a lot of readers will identify with Stevie in very similar ways. Um, what I loved as well is the fact that New York is is a character. Um, it shows promises, it shows forgiveness, um, so it really has a soul, and uh, like a character would have. Um, I think its atmospheric presence uh, mixed with Stevie's painful family tapestries, which I mentioned before, kind of reminded me of Elizabeth Strout. Um, My name is Lucy Barton. Um, there was really something there about, about the atmosphere and, and the way you could basically feel New York vibrate behind you. Um, I also think that there are hints of Sally Rooney, in the raw honesty with which all the relationships are portrayed, um, and 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 a hope as well, um, uh, especially expectations and you know the, the relationships between women and how actually your life evolves when you go into your thirties. Um, yeah, I think really this is a book that has. Um, so so much potentials it combines successfully voice atmosphere and obviously sought after themes that we all love at the moment and people are really really hungry for motherhood family friendship life choices in your 30s and 40s it's highly topical uh, while clearly being an accomplished work uh, promising many more so Anna has gone out yesterday with it in the UK um, and I'm delighted to go out with it today. And before I leave you, I just would like to read you an extract of the book. Um, It's uh, a bit of chapter nine, which which I think introduces quite well the different themes about motherhood, her relationship to Ash, the baby, um, but also how she remembers Um, the past in her own family. People often ask me when I first knew I wanted a child. Does anyone wake up one morning and think, I need a baby? Perhaps. There was never a time I didn't. It was a storm that gathered. My own childhood was both happy and unhappy. I arrived a whole decade after my sister Rebecca, A mistake, clearly, though my parents never said, never would say. The nappies and all-nighters might have been a distant memory, and then they were plunged back in. My father, I think, resented me. He tried to be kind, but it didn't come easily. I could always sense the effort, a slight bite to his voice, a forced smile. But if he tried, I tried harder. Waiting for him outside the barn with a flask of tea every morning at four. Swallowing notes and dates and quotes at school, a desperate and, it turned out successful, attempt to exceed my teacher's modest expectations and propel myself to the top of the class. Whatever I did, my father kept his distance. A tree at the end of a country road that never drew closer, no matter how far. I walked towards it. He wasn't that way with everyone. He wasn't like that with Rebecca, even when she was averaging her all levels, smoking silk cuts out of the bathroom window and playing spando ballet so loud that the window panes shook. Rebecca the not-quite-rebel. For my father, she was pure joy. His face flushed when he heard her voice. My father was from a peripatetic family of tenant farmers who hoped, perpetually, to own their land, to put down roots. My mother, two years older, was a grammar school graduate, a smart cookie whose dreams of a career were postponed when she met dad at the local races one boxing day. The excitement of the occasions no doubt colouring her judgement. Five years later, they were married with two children. Ten years after that, when Jess and Rebecca were settled at school, mum enrolled in veterinary college. Then she felt pregnant with me. She was 37. And 37 was older then. They had moved to a new farm across the country border, a ten-minute drive from the nearest village. The tenancy ended, was all she'd said when I'd once asked why. Rebecca left for school at seven every morning. Jess, who had never had to work for her straight A's, was sent away to boarding school on a scholarship a month after I was born. My father worked from before dawn until after dusk. For most of the time, we were alone, a woman and child in a window. I often think of my mum when I sit in my armchair the baby in my arms i wonder whether she felt what i can't